When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome to CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave is at BOW! BNWL Sports. And joining us tonight for Post, our guy Mark K. Follow him on Twitter at MK Hoops. We'll be joined by our guy Will Gottlieb live from the UC later on tonight's post game. Joey, the man, the producer, rocking the controls behind the scenes. Follow him, Joey Spathis. Bulls fall 100 to 91 to the Orlando Magic, falling out of the play in part of the Easter Conference standings, falling into 11th place, their fourth straight loss, the third time in this four game losing streak. They have scored 91 points or fewer. And, gentlemen, let's start. With the biggest, ugliest elephant in the room that's been here for a while now. Three of 21 from behind the three-point line. They did not make their first three of this game tonight until Kobe White hit a three with just over a minute left in the third quarter. You heard that right. I, Dave, I, I, I texted you guys in our pal team and I pulled up. It's gone from frustrating. To hilarious, how bad this team is at shooting threes. This first and foremost, before I even get into this, I, I have to say this on, on a very somber note. I have to say, rest in peace to True Goy, the Dove. Shout out to Dave. Rest in peace and rest in love to him from Daylight Soul. This group meant a whole lot to me and to a lot of people out there. That's it's like losing George Harrison. It really is. Um, it's he's huge and just very impactful. I guarantee you've heard his music before and you don't even know it. Much love to De La Soul, man. All the love. De La Soul played our college campus back in the day. I loved him. That's what's up, man. Yeah, big part of my life. Big part of everybody's. A lot of hip hop fans and music fans' life out there. Uh, rest in love to Dave. Oh, uh, dude, this is how villains are made. <laughs> like you, you start being angry, and it, it turns into laughter. This is how the Joker came about. This is exactly how it happened. 
It's Can't spell slaughter without laughter. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm sitting there watching this, and I was just laughing hysterically the whole time. I just, I just watched that game laughing out loud. To not even hit 10 threes in what your past five games. Um, like you said, they hit three, three, <laughs> three tonight out of 21. So that makes them what 26 total three pointers that they have hit in the past five games out of, I believe, what 120. Am I close to that? I believe it's yeah. around that. Okay. At halftime, it was 115. I saw that stat right. from Casey on Twitter. So add six more to that because they only okay. took six more in the second half. So 121. Yeah, drink that in, too. They took six threes in the second half. Six. They went into the fourth quarter with 68 points. 68 points. We just saw a dude score 71 on us. (laughs) It is hysterically bad right now for the Chicago Bulls, man. And, oh, man, it's it's just bad. And it's the biggest elephant in the room. And it's the reason why I was so mad when we were doing uh, the draft special. It's the reason I was so upset that they didn't get any three-point shooting, none at all. And people were like, well, you don't just make a move to make a move. And I'm like, well, you got to get this or you got to get that. What you have is nothing. The most vital thing you need in this league, I don't care about you. Yes, you need defense. Yes, you need mid-range. Yes, you need free throws. You know what you really need is three-point shooting. You can't have a team without it. You got to have it. So you got to go do something to get one on your team. It's the fact that, and then listening to AK in the press conference saying, no, nah, you know, it's just the volume thing. You know, I know we good. We cool with that. What the hell? Are you sitting out not watching this? How are we watching this, man, and seeing this shit? And you're not. We're all seeing this, bro. You need the shooting on this team, man. You need the goons. I know I love goons. You need them. I'll give them to Dana Terry a little later. But it with it starts and ends for me, guys, Mark K, with the three-point shooting or, or lack thereof on this team. Yeah. But, I mean, like, how many how many times can we say the same shit? Like, seriously. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know, right. Come on. <laughs> whether I'm on the podcast or not, or whether I'm listening to you guys, it's literally the same thing. Like, can we get some shooting on this team? Can we get some shooting <laughs> on this team? And then, like, after 50-odd games, AK is out there at the trade deadlines. Like, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't shoot a lot of threes, but we make a lot. Like when we do shoot them, we, we make them at a good clip. Well, uh, yeah, your team's responded really well to that AK by going basically missing every damn shot they've taken since the deadline. But like the Magic themselves only shot 27 threes tonight. They only right. made eight threes, and yet you were still outscored by 15 points from the three-point line. So like, uh, anyways, like I said, there's only so the same the same shit like at least previously we had the hope that maybe that would change at the deadline whereas now like with 26 25 games whatever it is left on the season like it's this is it like there's no changing this now this is this is the team mm-hmm. all we can do about it is laugh bulls fans like that's how we have to cope like maybe later on we'll get raged up over something and we'll start throwing hats and we'll start breaking some shit or whatever it might be but at the moment like i don't know like all i can do the only way i can get through this personally is just to laugh about it there's, there's no other there's no other way to do it like for, from my p- p- perspective at least so i don't know about you guys but ha- how are you how maybe more importantly how are you uh coping with this uh young how are, you, how are you coping with the anger at the moment i'm assuming you're not hey. going to go full joker like dave is here hey. how are you coping with the anger of us all 
Hey, hey, hold on. You have to give Joey credit because that little detail of turning my hair green is really brilliant. Wonderful detail up. there, Joey. That is legit. <laughs> that is legit, sir. Well done. Very well done. <laughs> Joey, king of on-the-fly graphics making. Um, yes. I mean, like, I'm kind of where you are, Mark, and that I just, just like, he, it's it's gone from, from anger to temporarily laughter because you just have to laugh at how bad this team is and how poorly constructed um, it appears to be. And the evidence has been there for a while now. And I think that that's the interesting part is that now, so the loss to Brooklyn on Thursday night, the, the revamped Brooklyn team that was still missing most of its pieces that came back via trade and missing some of their core pieces in Curry and Claxton. And then the two losses on the heels of that, Another loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday. Another loss to Orlando tonight. And it just screams indictment of their inactivity on Thursday. Um, and look, it's, it's not like they said, we feel great about our roster and that's why we didn't do anything. AK said they were active leading up to the deadline. But as buyers, price was too high. And didn't necessarily want to be sellers and didn't uh, didn't get any offers or hear any offers that made them feel comfortable giving up any of the pieces that they have. Now, I, I'm not I'm not legitimizing that. I'm just pointing out that difference. They didn't say we're totally fine with how the roster is. They said we were active and couldn't find a deal that we liked. I still think it's an indictment because everybody else out there was making deals. You were the only team, save one, and now that the Cavs have already engaged in buyout market stuff, you are the last team to not make a single move in this part of the season, this crucial part of the season. And you have this stretch of losses where you're shooting negative 8% from three, and you're just cool with that. God, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's, you have to give up something to get something. That's the rule. Like, you cannot get something for nothing. So to sit there and, and not be willing to give up anything, you know what I'm saying, for something. Because at some point in time, when, when when does your desperation set in? I guess that's what I'm asking. If if you're, if you're telling me, dude, I want to go to the playoffs. I want to go to the playoffs. I want to go to the playoffs. That's what we want to be. Well, what we were looking at, we're like, you're not good enough. You might not be good enough to get there without some shooting. And if you get there and you say, well, no, well, we're, I think we'll be okay, then some, then something's wrong, <laughs> you know, in, in the way that you're evaluating your talent and that you're looking at your team. Something is absolutely incorrect with that. It didn't matter who was out tonight because none of them were shooters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody could sit there and help you with the three-point shooting. Um, yeah, it's the only person I know on this team who might be able to shoot threes is Malcolm Hill, and, and Billy Donovan won't play him. But because I, I have no idea if he can do it or not, but I know he can shoot threes, but he really won't play him for some reason or another. But it's it's it is definitely an indictment on the front office and definitely an over evaluation, Marquet, of the talent that's here on your team and thinking your team was okay. Also, thinking your team is okay mentally because I think also that's what we're seeing is they're not okay mentally either. Like they are, they are lacking. You know what I'm saying? In some heart and some effort. You know what I mean? They are lacking in that in that part of their thing. Also, we already know the IQ was low. I talked. We talked about that for a long time. But man, dude, the heart and the effort that is at an all time low right now for this team. Everybody's looking like they're ready to go to Cancun for the All Star break. Yeah, they've they've given up. Like it's pretty clear. Like 
Mm-hmm. You can just you can sense these things. You don't know, you don't have to be in the locker room. You don't have to be on the you know watching this team courtside or in the United Center. You can pick these up from the broadcast. These things are pretty pretty clearly. Like you lose your second game this season to the Magic. Like how 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 does that happen on your home floor after after where you are right now? Like the team has spoken about like well, well at least AK has spoken about trying to get back into the playoffs. And like this team just does not look like a team that's interested in getting back there or trying to get to that point. Like they've now fallen out of that playing position. They're eleventh in the East. Like they've they've given up. Whether they've given up on themselves, given up on Donovan, given up on AK, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's maybe there's internal issues in there between the guys. Who the hell knows? We're speculating at this point, but based purely on on body language, like they have given up. So that's an indictment on the players. It's an indictment on the coaching. But like coming back to AK, for him not to be able to sort of sense this is where your group is at, like for him not to necessarily know where this team was sort of heading, like you said, I spoke about Dave, for like from a mental standpoint, like if this team has sort of checked out from that point of view, him not necessarily picking up on that, or maybe he did pick up on that, but didn't necessarily action or change anything around that at the deadline. Like it all comes back to him. Like I understand that there are constraints that he's operating with that maybe other ownership, sorry, other management groups aren't necessarily running with, but at the same time, like you got to have a pulse on your team, surely for them to come out the way they have, post the deadline really speaks a lot about this team's this team's mental makeup right now and they've checked out like that's 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 what's happened so if they've checked out if they don't give a shit then then why should we i guess mm. yeah i think that's the very fair question to ask and i don't know if you guys caught it towards the end of the the televised broadcast as they you know the bulls and magic took turns just bleeding out the rest of that clock with a comfortable lead for orlando I heard some scattered boobirds in the United Center as that game was winding down. And I also saw a lot of empty seats. And, I mean, why? You know, why, why would somebody take a night out of their busy schedule, pay good money to go sit and watch that product right now? Mm-hmm. If I were at the United Center tonight, I would have been throwing booze at them because you guys are both right. This The, the body language – Going through the motions, I mean, not giving a damn. And it, and that's something that deserves to be booed. It, it truly does. And the stark contrast, when you see somebody like Dale and Terry check in, and we can talk about Dale a little bit more coming up after the break, but like just energy level alone, you're like, oh, wow. So that's what someone who cares looks like on a court compared to the rest of his teammates who clearly at this point have checked out. And it's mm-hmm. it's not a, a fully, you know, uh, perfect comparison to make because Dalen is a rookie who has barely sniffed the court all season, especially in minutes that matter like it did for him tonight. So he's saying, I'm going to get, what, seven, eight, nine minutes tonight? I'm going to go out there and play at 200 miles an hour for those seven or eight or nine minutes. Whereas some of these, you know, tired-legged vets, Zach, Damar, Vooch, who have been logging heavy minutes all season long, maybe kind of have to pace themselves a little bit throughout the course of any given night, any given game, any given quarter. And, and there is some validity to when you watch vets who play heavy minutes pace themselves through a game and pick and choose their moments to up that energy. But my God, when you see Dalen Terry check in and fly around all over the court, make hustle plays on the defensive end, make things happen, you know, flying up the court to try and get the bold opportunistic offensive opportunities it the, the contrast is really striking oh it's, it's incredibly striking and see 
Let me let me lay into your boy for a second, Marque. Let me lay into your boy Billy Donovan for one second on this one right here. Cause my God, I'm sitting there looking at Daylon Terry come out there. Who listen, he's a rookie. Who knows when he can champ play? I get all that shit. But the one thing that you know I've been screaming about this Bulls team not having is some damn effort and some damn heart. That's been evident. Like you said, you don't have to be there to see it. You don't have to be there to feel it. But you can feel that through your screen, that they didn't have no effort, that they quit, that it hasn't been the case for a while this season. They needed that. It's different from the three-point shooting. You got to go out there and get that. That effort and that heart, you, you have that. And one player sitting on your team who will come out there and give you that shit and give it to you on the floor and hand it to you straight. And you wouldn't put him out there. The one thing I used to always compliment Billy on was he was not beholden to any lineup. He tried anything. And I was completely with all of that. I haven't seen that as much this year. There are a lot of play I haven't seen just get on the floor. And the reason I want to see them on the floor is because this team is 26 and 31. So I'm okay with him trying new things and seeing what can work for this team. But to know that this team is lacking heart, know that this team is lacking effort, and that this dude is 95% effort and 5% Matt Peck after that, and not putting that out there on the floor is an indictment for me to Billy Donovan for being comfortable with the players that he just likes having out there. And I know it's matchup issue. It can't be a shooting issue because you only hit 26 threes in five games. It's damn sure ain't that. So it, you know that your team needs that injection. And when you saw that injection get into that team in the third quarter, you saw actual effort come out of players and them actually excited to be playing basketball. I saw Kobe White get excited and then go down and hit that three-pointer that Matt is sitting there talking about. Wow! I was like, look at this. Some effort. Guys are doing shit out here. Why hasn't that been in, at least for some type of minutes, to explain? Why did it take injuries for him to get that opportunity to get out there on the floor? I have a problem with that, Marque. I, I have an issue with that. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to think <laughs> how do I... What words do I use here? Because I've been pissing off a lot of the people in the fan base more recently. <laughs> One with my Kyrie takes. More recently, with my Russell Westbrook takes. Um, I, I did see that tweet of yours. It was like, if the Bulls sign Russ, then how do they get Dale in minutes, Mark? <laughs> so I, I want to choose my words carefully here around Dale and in response to you, David, because I'm pretty sure 99.95% of the population of Bulls fans will be agreeing with you in this particular issue. I don't. I'm in that 0.05% who That's is cool. completely fine with how the rotation's gone. I don't disagree with what you've noted about Dalen and the fact that he goes out there and looks like he actually gives a shit. But to me, like, that's not a reflection on Dalen. It's not a reflection on coaching. What that is to me is that's an indictment on the players who are actually playing the game. Like, the fact that Dalen in whatever game this is for him now in his rookie season is actually out there playing hard, playing harder than DeMar, Vooch, Zach, like... That's that's my issue with this whole thing. So I don't I don't disagree with everything you sort of noted in terms of what he brought to the court tonight. He was very impactful in the minutes that he did play, but like it's it's just extremely concerning that the a guy who's barely played, a rookie who is so raw, still has so many holes to his game, is out there playing harder than, you know, the veterans on this team. So like that's probably my issue with it. Like I like that's where I'm coming from it. I, I don't think okay based on the rotation, all those sorts of things. I have no problem with him not playing many minutes because I think it all makes sense from that standpoint. So I'm not going to question Billy from that point of view. Again, I know I'm in the minority there, but in terms of 
Dalen being so energetic and it being so stark compared to the other guys out there within their rotation, yeah, that that's very, very evident. So I can't push back against that because it's clear. So to me, like that that that's a clear issue. Like why? I mean, we can talk about Zach, we can talk about Demar and Vooch. Like those guys aren't going to come out of the game for obvious reasons. But like, mm-hmm. why why is Dalen more energetic than Pat? Why is he playing with more force than Io? Why is he playing with more force than Dragic, Drummond, all these sorts of guys? Like that, I can understand, Dave, but. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem, but it's. I think so much of this it just comes back to char- character traits of these guys. Like, that's just not who Demar is, not who Vooch and Levine are. So, I, I don't think we should be surprised that when things go bad, that they sort of just don't respond with any energy because that's just not who they are. I guess so. It, it's stark though when 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 Dalen does step on the court because he's the antithesis in, in, of those guys in in a lot of ways. And again, like some of it, I agree, Mark is about character. Uh, character traits, and we all know from his first minutes in summer league that Dalen is that type of dude. But I think context also matters. Uh, And I kind of touched on it a bit ago, but as far as like Dalen's context, rookie trying to earn minutes versus the context of the other guys who we all collectively just agreed at the top of tonight's show have given up and stopped caring. So like for, you know, and, and I'm not absolving them of the fact that they have apparently given up and stopped trying, but like Dalen's situation is different than those vets who are playing 30 to 40 minutes a night. Um, all right. We, uh, we got to take our first quick break here on post game. When we come back on the other side, we'll get to as many of y'all's thoughts as possible on this loss of what the hell the bulls do. Now we got some super chats waiting on deck. Young Joseph will have those ready for us. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us one quick civil favor and hit that like button right underneath your screen. If you're watching along with us on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to CHGO Sports as well. Shout out to all you out there in our CHGO fam who helped us recently surpass that 25,000 subscribers mark on YouTube. Awesome stuff. You know what else is awesome stuff? The incredible variety of products you can get from FOCO.com. Chicago's got you covered with the best uh, Chicago. You've already got, we've already got you covered for the best Chicago sports coverage at CHGO. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Boca has you covered from Soldier Field to the Madhouse, North Side or South Side. Baseball, spring training with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with the apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Boca. Maybe you're looking for the perfect Valentine's gift. It's tomorrow. Better get on it. Might be a little late, but late's better than never. Right. For that special someone in your life. Maybe uh, a hoodie. Maybe a hat. Maybe a koozie. Whatever you want. Get it at FOCO.com. Maybe you need something to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Layers upon layers of Chicago sports merch. It's been unseasonably warm for the last few days in Chicago, but another snowstorm right around the corner. Get layered up and get layered up at foco.com. Check them out, foco.com, or click the link in the descri- description below. For all non-presale items, if you use promo code CHGO at checkout, you're getting 10% off your order. One more time, that's foco, foco.com, promo code CHGO at checkout for 10% off. Oh, guys, I know one person on the Bulls tonight who had their AG1. He was out there in the third quarter running around. With all that energy, feeling right. And guess what? You can feel that way too. That man, Matt Peck, now he can throw a chair 40 yards instead of the usual 20 that he was getting. Now it's 40 when he's angry. He can toss it out there. That man, Marquet, 
yells louder because he drinks that AG1. He builds things faster. Have they not seen that stuff that man builds? It's incredible. Oh, and AG1 might be a part of that reason. Why? Those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and oh my God, that man can build a desk via uh, adaptogens. All of this to help start your day correctly. That special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and your aging. Costs you less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself. You're investing your all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting great. Now, to make it easy for y'all out there, because I know you want to get this, you might not want to give a Valentine's Day because I don't think you want to roll up on your lady and say, hey, here's some AG1. You might not work out for you. But if it's a last minute gift, <laughs> you better give us something. And if you got to give us something, give her the AG1 because they're going to give you a free one year supply of that immune supporting vitamin D and five of those free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Because it's after the greens where you scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it. And what you do, Mark K? You feel it. Oh, yeah. Ooh, all the way. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Rolling along. More postgame reactions. The Bulls lost to Orlando. Uh, Joseph, what do we have in the ways of Super Chats? Let's knock them out. Let's hear from the people out there in Cranky Bulls Nation. Uh, Jay Bliggity, one, two, three, kicking us off saying, I want to feel what it is to support a real team. <laughs> I mean, that is putting it plainly and accurately. Um, I, said, I think we all had – I'd say measured expectations coming into this season. Could they repeat the magic of last season of at least making a, a bona fide top six playoff spot? Some of the magic of winning all those close games in dramatic fashion. I think between the three of us and Will, we some of us predicted 42 and 40. I think somebody maybe predicted, you know, uh, 44 and 38. Uh, but I, we all were expecting some kind of drop off. Not this, not this bad. And it's, it's, you know, I, Wolf fans can be overdramatic and I'm not saying that in an accusatory fashion because I am a Bulls fan and I could be an overdramatic Bulls fan, but this recent stretch of doing nothing at the deadline and watching these losses, I, I'd be hard pressed to find a, a more miserable fan base out there than Bulls fans right now. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I think maybe the Hornets. I think the Hornets might be pretty miserable and pretty sad, also, man. That's that's pretty tough what they got going on over there, bro. So count your blessings, but still, I feel you. But trust me, I, I definitely feel you. It would be rough to be jealous of a team that has CLT on the front of their jerseys. Uh, I mean, that's that's rock bottom stuff. <laughs> uh, well, I actually think Hornets fans are probably happier than us, to be honest with you. They're, they're that they're that close to Wemby. What are we? That's true, and 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 their ball brother is at you know he's missed some time with injuries, but he's he's playing. 
Tail Ray with a super chat saying, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want Jerry to sniff any playoff revenue. I'm enjoying this mess. I I can understand that. That There's there's probably a significant portion of this fan base right now that instead of rooting for this team to get its shit together in the last 25 games and maybe, you know, stay in that play-in range and maybe win win their way out of the play-in into a first-round playoff matchup, I know, Big Dave, you said after our, our, our trade deadline show when they made no moves, you're like, all right, that's it. Well, I'm, I'm just rooting for them to make the playoffs now. That's what I'm going to do. And you have your right to be a fan that way. But fans who right now are rooting for this mess to get messier and messier, I think they have a right to want that too. Because sure. it, it seems like we deserve some better answers than we've gotten. Certainly better answers than what we heard from Arturis when he spoke after to the deadline that Thursday late afternoon. And if what you want is aggressive, significant change this coming off season, because it didn't happen on deadline day, watching it get worse and worse and worse in some people's eyes, probably increases the likelihood that things do change. True. But I'll tell you the bad part about this, Matt is now you've through all the honesty and, and Bulls fans being straight up and truthful about wanting this team to be bad and with all their logical reasons why it's, they feel that way, there's also – I now have to deal with the trash of it because now I got to read comments about people talking about, well, the, ball, the, the ball-headed menace was out here trying to win and do stuff, and you guys used to shit on them about that. Now I got to read stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that comes with it now. That's the frustrating part. Now I got to read about Wendell Carter Jr. said this team didn't play with effort. He said it four years ago. <laughs> like, you know what I'm I got to read that stuff now. Now that's the only thing that comes back is all that stuff that was down in that sewage. Now it's coming, trying to, you know, peek its way back on up to the top three of your sink, man. Now I got to go clean again. And that's getting on my nerves, man. I'm tired of cleaning. I'm tired of cleaning, fools. Give me a damn dishwasher. <laughs> Any thoughts to add there, Mark? No, nah, no, no cleaning thoughts. No thoughts on ball, the big ball <laughs> menace. Uh, let's shout out McBaconator here. Let's read his comment. I've got nothing. Uh, McBaconator with our next super chat saying, which one of their three threes was your favorite? Also, Dale and Terry needs more minutes. He's more exciting to watch than anything anyone else is bringing. Um, to answer your first question, I would have to say that I guess the first three that Kobe made of his two tonight was my favorite because it was their first make in 17 tries. I like the Vooch. As the far Vooch as the Dale thing, I, you know, I think we talked about whether or not it's feasible for this team to throw him more minutes. If, if that's something Billy should do, it sounds like, Dave, you're in favor of that at this point because nothing much else that's is right. working, so why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, I'm 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 not 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 necessarily opposed to that, especially if he's going to be bringing that kind of frenetic energy. And, and you know, sometimes frenetic energy is good, and sometimes it's bad. But energy of any kind that this team needs, this team needs a shot in the arm. And when you saw him draw that charge on on Mo Bamba, or no, it wasn't. It was Bull Bull, right? It was Bull. He drew that charge on Bull Bull, and, and then went over and headbutted the stanchion while flexing and yelling. And it's like, yeah, this this Bulls group could certainly use a little bit of that. And then the first person over there to high five him is Kobe White, and and you know what I mean. Like those guys were charged, like having him in the game. You saw. Zach Levine coming up, you know, slapping him on the chest, you know, and things like that. Like, 
energy is good, especially when you're devoid of it and you don't have any. After the game was over, it was the first thing Adam Amin said. This team didn't have any energy tonight. It was the first thing he said. Like, it's noticeable. And now if he's there and he's on the floor, that means he could definitely see it and feel it about this team, Marquette. Like, it's, it's just not there for them. Yeah, but Dalen only played tonight because the Bulls basically had no backup power forward. Correct. Uh, Javante's out. Derek Jones Jr. got hurt in the game. Caruso's not playing. Caruso plays power forward minutes. So, so Dalen only played because of injuries. And right. I th- like I said before, I think that is the right call based on the ro- rotation hierarchy. But to me, what that speaks about is the roster construction. Like, why are you drafting a guard wing when your team is already full of guard wings? So, to me, it's it's less about coaching and rotations. It's more about the roster construction, if we want Dalen to play, then why are there guys in front of him sort of taking minutes away from him? Or why does he have to sort of supplant four, five, six different wings to get minutes? And, and like I said, the only reason he played tonight because he literally, literally had no power forward. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it comes back to the roster balance and those sorts of things. Uh, I've, I've got no issues with Dalen getting more minutes. I just don't see how you, you feasibly do that when there's other guys on the roster, I guess. So uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I think I saw somebody ask me on Twitter or replied to one of my tweets uh, about Dalen saying, should he maybe take some of uh, Drogic's minutes? Um, you know, talking about Dalen as a guy who can play, you know, some guard and, and some forward. I, not that I necessarily think that that makes, uh, you know, a whole bunch of sense um, rotation wise, but just, I kind of wanted to take that opportunity to talk about the fact that Dragic has been useful for this team at, at certain points this season. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this. I certainly have. I feel like Dragic is just giving this team nothing right now. I don't know if he's just old and hit some kind of wall, but I mean, and he's not playing a ton of minutes and maybe Billy has started to shave them because he's been less effective. He played 11 minutes tonight, two points, one assist. You know, there are certain nights there where, where Dragic would knock down a few threes for you and or dish out six or seven assists off the bench. And it yeah. just it just hasn't been that with Dragic lately. Yeah, there's there's been no energy uh, from him. And I mean, I'm not expecting all the energy in the world, you know, from a 35, 36-year-old vet, you know, out there on the floor. But at the same time, if there's no energy around him, then how can he get any or, you know, get some put into him? You know what I'm saying? When there's none around him at all. Right. Like there, is, there is no there is none of that on this team um, for him. And even to, to your point, Marquet, um, saying that, you know, the Dalen Terry minutes and things like that, I, I've always felt like if your team is 26 and 31, I don't care about the lineup. I don't care about your rotation. I care. You better start winning. Like you have to start doing things to help your team win. And I think you have to pinpoint, okay, what is my team lacking? What are they lacking right here? Am I, am I lacking three-point shooting? Well, we, we yelled about that. We know what that is. And I'm lacking some effort and some heart. Well, then I have to find ways and some kind of way to get that into the game at even some spot minutes at some point in time in the game to allow Dalen Terry just to be out there uh, on the floor. Like, yeah, give, I, give him a couple of Derrick Jones Jr.'s, man. It's okay. There, I watched Derrick Jones Jr. sit half a season when he was here. Like, they'll be all right. If he gives them a couple of his minutes, they'll be fine. Like, it, it does, for me, it doesn't hinder it because it hasn't been working the other way. And that's why I'm like, okay, well, fine. Let's try another way and see it. And Billy's always been with that until now. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you have to try something out there because what you're doing isn't working. 
Like if those are your rotations and cool, cool, but it's not leading to victories. It's not leading to, you know, winning ways for the Chicago Bulls team. And you, you, you've got to find a way to get some winning ways done. You're, you're kind of in desperate times right now. It's 20 something games left. You're in desperate times if you're trying to make the playoffs. So you have to do whatever you have to do. This is why your boy Russell Westbrook keeps coming up. This is why Patrick Beverly keeps coming up because you're in desperate times. You know what I'm saying? You're in desperate times, man. So yeah, that you you've got to try something. You have to try something new. Yeah, look, I I don't disagree, Dave. Like, I, I fundamentally, I don't disagree that you have to try something. I'm just sort of suggesting it's it's less to me at least, and people are cr- crushing me here in the comments. Like, it's less it's less about rotations and coaching, but more who you have on the roster. Like, right? I to hear me, you. the fact the fact that you have Tony Bradley and Marco Simonovic, and for me, like, I'm not a big Drummond guy, but like, you you they're your bigs, right? And beyond those guys, you have no other bigs on this roster, which is why someone in the comments here was mentioning like he, they hate the four guard lineups, like that. Billy goes to four guard lineups not because it's a choice that he necessarily just wants to make, just because it's a thing he's trying, deciding to do. But like, literally, you have no one else to, to put out there at power forward. Like, Pat is right. the only legitimately four sized guy who plays power forward. Javante, Derek Jones, they play up positions because you don't really have a lot of other guys who can do that. That's why those guys are playing four. J- Dale and Terry was playing four today because of the fact that there was no one else on this roster who can play power forward. So mm-hmm. that's that, that's the fundamental issue here from my from my point of view. Like, yeah, okay, maybe you can get Dale and Samir in, instead of Derek Jones Jr. Maybe you do that. But what that does do is it, pre- it presents other problems as well, which I know people are very in on Dalen right now. They probably don't want to hear me talking about like the potential issues that no, creates, which I get, I understand. But um. Yeah, I don't like like I just keep coming back to it. It being a product of the roster and, and the roster itself, and I know people don't want to hear that. I know they don't want me defending Billy in this instance as well. But I just do think so much that this is a problematic roster on so many different fundamental levels, and yeah, the fact that Dalen can't get minutes I, again, I'm not. I'm, I don't think that's a coaching issue. I think that's a roster issue. Mm. Yeah, it, it is funny too talking about you know the the lack of backup big men that this team has and all of the you know, four guard lineups that are out there. And, and you know, not to say that it's exclusive and cut and dry. And, and there are plenty of big men in the league now who have learned to make three-point shooting a part of their game. But the Bulls are in this weird, ugly no-man's land that you don't want to be in where you have an issue with depth in the front court and you have a, you know, a plethora of guards that, that Billy's now forced to play. But none of your guards have been reliable behind the three-point line all season. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is that? That that is that is poor roster construction is what it is. I think you're right, Mark. Um, and it's it's real it's really frustrating to watch. Um, all right, uh, we will Wait, take one more quick break here. We come back. Hopefully, we'll get our guy Will to go checking in with us. Um, we got to dish out our DraftKings King of the Game, and then maybe we could talk about him for a second as well. Went with Zach Levine tonight. Not the best night for Zach. Not the worst. Certainly was. I, I, you know, at times trying, we talked about a complete lack of effort for the Bulls tonight. He put his head down and was at least aggressive trying to make things happen tonight. You saw it with his perfect eight of eight at the free throw line on his way to 26 points. Not the most efficient night shooting from the field. Oh, of three from three, nine of 20 overall chipped in uh, a lot on the glass, which we have credited Zach for doing in this recent stretch. He had nine boards, also five assists, but you got to attack him. Yeah, he had five dimes. Also, five very Zach Levine-esque turnovers. You know, I, I don't know about what you guys saw from Zach tonight, um, but 
some good, some bad, some head scratching turnovers that we've come to expect. Um, but at, at least he was producing and, and trying to get things done. So he's our DraftKings King of the Night. Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up at DraftKings for those no sweat same game parlays on all of that NBA action. If your parlay doesn't hit, you get a free bet back. Plus, all new users have that amazing offer of making any $5 bet on an NBA game and getting $200 in bonus bets instantly only with that promo code CHGO when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, Matt Peck. What time is it? Game time, who? Yes, he's ready. Game time, the hottest new ticket in sight that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you thought you never could for the yard line course to have a hand on play for the seats at a concert? It's all possible with the Game Time app. <laughs> the biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats that you thought you could never ever buy. You won't find better deals this season to see the Chicago Bulls. And just like here at CHGO, it's created by the fans and for the fans. And it guarantees you the lowest price possible. So if you love CHGO, like we know that you do, then you'll love the Game Time Best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. That is before you hit that thumbs up button that looks like this right here. Like that, what Matt's holding up over there. You get one of these guys, click that, and then go ahead and join the 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. Because Mark K, what time is it? Game time, who? I think his is my favorite, man. It's, it's oh. reminiscent of the, uh, the 90s Bulls, bro. Like, it really is. I like it. Quoth! Oh! Quoth King! I wonder what that could possibly mean. Hey! King, there he is. <laughs> Look at you. We're in a collar shirt and everything. <laughs> Welcoming in our guy, Will the Go-Golly. Follow Will on Twitter, Will underscore Golly, for all of his bulls, updates, reports, links to all of his columns, which you should be reading at allchgo.com. Will, sink is shipping. Sink is shipping. shipping. The ship is sinking, man. Three for 21. Yeah, I should have worked from home tonight, too. That was, that was rough. Um, I mean, yeah, we're this. This is fully turned into the Bulls can't shoot threes beat, and it's kind of funny, but it's also really sad and sort of disgusting. Um, oh, what a oh of 16. I mean, they like Billy Donovan, you have to give him credit for being like the most level headed person that you've ever seen. Like, if Jim Boylan was (laughs) he's like the the anti Boylan, he just like is never wavering. And so mm-hmm. it's basically like we know we're a 36% three-point shooting team. Like those shots are going to come, but we can't keep turning them down. We can't like let those turn into bad drives that turn into turnovers that turn into runouts because then you're just like giving the game away. I think that's kind of what happened. They were just like in their heads, but that to me is like the sign of a bad three-point shooting group. Like they have a high percentage, but none of these guys are super confident. I think specifically Io and Patrick today just kind of forced these bad drives and that led to a lot of turnovers and it just made for a sort of a non-competitive night. Obviously, they came back late, but I was kind of joking with Mark that they were going to end up winning, but really didn't deserve to. Um, but Mark was like, are you sure? And sure enough, he was right. <laughs> oh, we all, you, you mentioned his name, but I, I thought Patrick Williams was pure ass tonight. Um, I thought he was <laughs> trash, bro. 
uh, six points, four rebounds, 30 minutes. It was the first time I re- you talked about the level headedness of Billy. It was really honestly the first time I watched him try to force something because he actually, you know, when he made that turnover, I saw him actually start trying to force, you know, scoring, you know, and turnarounds and things he can't do or things he doesn't isn't comfortable with doing, I should say. Um, what is it? What can you put a finger on what has been going on with Patrick the last few games? Because he hasn't been good these last few games. But I thought tonight was like the cherry on top uh, of the cow pie, you know, for what Patrick Williams has been so far. I like that. The cherry on top of the cow pie. Um, I don't know either. It's like I so like progression is not linear for a lot of these young guys, right? Like there's going to be peaks and valleys. There's going to be games where you look really good. And it felt like there was a stretch there where Patrick was really putting some things together. And then to your point, like (laughs) these last three or four or five games, he just has not looked confident. Um, He has not really taken advantage of the opportunities. He hasn't really been like trying to contribute ways that aren't self-generating shots. And so when he has the opportunity to generate a few shots, it just feels very forced. Um, I'm not sure what is really the problem here other than like there's going to be ups and downs. Like you kind of have to just put your faith in that because we've seen the talent there. Um, but it's I, it's also just not it's not just him. Right. Like this whole team is kind of crumbling under the, the pressure um, of playing against good and bad teams of not having any roster shakeup of going to the second half of the season, knowing that what you've got so far, like it can work, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of trust in it the way that they're playing right now. And I think that's just kind of getting into everybody's head. Damar is, is a little beat up with the hip. Um, Zach, Zach, I thought, played pretty well, at, at least in terms of attacking the basket um, and getting downhill. He's got to shoot more. I mean, we talked about it last game. Billy, a couple weeks ago, said 10 to 15 threes for, for Zach. He shot three tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seems like everything is such a slog these days. They're not going to Vooch in the post. Uh, Damar seemed to, can't seem to really find his footing in the mid-range. And when you are so reliant on those three guys to generate all of your offense and it's not working, then it's going to look really bad. And that's why you're putting up 90 points a night. William, you touched on it there, but um, maybe you can tell the listeners about DeMar. He spoke post-game. He spoke about the hip, the issue that he's sort of been playing with. It was an issue tonight, but it's seemingly an issue that's been lingering in the background for a little bit. Maybe you can uh, take the people through what he spoke about and, and what he sort of said about that hip issue. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to know what's going on. He keeps on saying that it's like something he's never felt before, but he referenced today that it's been going on for like 10 games or 10 games before the Boston game. I can't remember how many games ago or how many days ago that was, but this is something that he's been dealing with for a while. And um, I mean, it's clearly affecting him, whether he says it or not. I mean, Billy kind of mentioned at at his podium availability, like he's tight-lipped about this thing. He just like laces him up and plays. And I think we haven't really noticed that he might be in pain because he's just he's just that and for the most part he's been good enough to not really like hone in on it but these last few games he just has not been quite himself and I guess they're getting some imaging on it tomorrow they're going to get him checked out just to make sure it's not something more serious but um, he said he's just taking it day by day he's worried about these next two games and not necessarily missing the all-star break. So we'll have to see. I think we'll probably get some more information tomorrow or the next day. Uh, but I mean, not good news when you're talking about a team that really needs to find some source of offense, like your 28 point per game all-star scorer is going down. That could be problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, earlier in tonight's show, we were kind of talking about how not just the, 
poor roster construction leading to bad shooting nights like this and this team not making any changes to alter that at the deadline, but the just the vibe and energy of this team, it, it looks when you're watching them go through the motions like they have given up. It looks like they don't care. It looks like they have checked out. Does it feel that way to you? Was there was there a noticeable vibe of, you know, DGAF in the locker room after yet another pathetic loss like this tonight? Um, I mean, everybody's unhappy. I think the more they go through these losses, the more um, maybe tension is not the right word because I don't want to imply that there's like tension between specific players, but like they're feeling that this isn't working for them. And they're feeling that, you know, with each one of these losses piling up, they know where they are in the standings. They know that it's going to be that much harder to climb out of the below the play in, let alone into the playoffs. Um, I think that they're definitely feeling it. Obviously, Dale and Terry was sort of the one bright spot tonight, and he provided some energy and some enthusiasm and just freshness that this team really needs. I think that was like the biggest thing for me at the trade deadline was like they just need to shake it up. And you kind of maybe have that guy. He, he So he was a little bit um, just happy with the fact that he got in and then he made an impact. Obviously, you know, the loss it was weighing on him too, but it's just there. It seems like they're a little bit defeated. Like I said, I don't want to like speak for any of them or comment on any of their relationships because I just don't know, but it's definitely sort of deflated in there. Uh, Will, is there any news on Javante Green and any news about uh, Alex Caruso? Uh, Caruso was a game time decision. He, I can't remember if he was on the injury report, injury report before last game, but he did play 20 minutes and then was game time up until tip today and obviously did not play. That will presumably be a day-by-day thing as well. We'll find out more tomorrow. Um, he might just be questionable until game time of the next game. Nothing on Javante yet. I would imagine we'll hear something about him after All-Star break. Same thing for Lonzo. So, um, yeah, I mean, these injuries keep on piling up. All the energy guys seem to be the ones that are, like, taking the brunt of it. Obviously, Derek Jones left today's game with a hamstring or left adductor. Um, so we'll have to monitor that as well. But, like, that that's kind of what opened up the opportunity for Dalen to come in and provide that same level of energy. And it was nice that he brought it. Um, felt like he, you know, kind of the game slowed down for him a bit. But they're just searching for anything. And, like, even getting a stop and bashing your head into the stanchion or, you know, getting a run out layup here and there can actually like get you back into a game. So they just need those sparks, those moments to help ignite something under this team, because whether they'll admit it or not, like the energy is just not there. And I'm not like a big, you just need to play with energy to win games kind of guy. Like there has to be execution. There has to be game plan. There has to be strategy. There has to be all this, but like if they're just not out there doing anything, then you're just not going to win games. William, what did uh what what did Billy say about Dalen? So we we had a long and lengthy conversation about uh, Dalen Terry earlier. Uh, I was generally getting yelled at <laughs> by Dave and the people in the comments. I was not basically. yelling at you. No, I I, I, I interpreted it as you yelling. You were yelling, Dave. You were yelling. I'm at not me. at you, but I wasn't at you. I wasn't yelling at you, Mark K. No, I was just You're frustrated and at- angry. You're yelling at Billy by proxy. By, by, <laughs> by proxy, that's yelling at me. Anyways, 
<laughs> did what, what did Billy speak about uh, in, in terms of Dalen? Because everyone in, in the comments here, they're obviously the, the, the most pleasing thing about this game was Dalen's minutes. You referenced it there. Uh, was he asked about Dalen, the rotation itself, how obviously Dalen entered the, the rotation? You spoke about that more, more in detail just before. But like, what did Billy say about this whole thing? Yeah, he was um, encouraged, I'll say, by his um, the energy and the fact that he was like getting up into guys and playing defense and stripping the ball away and and getting he's like going after offensive rebounds and getting out in transition. Like he's doing all those role player things that you talk about with Patrick, you talk about with Javante and Derek Jones all the time that nobody else was stepping up and doing tonight. So I think he was pleased from that perspective. Um, for me. And, and Billy mentioned this too, like he just seemed like the game has sort of slowed down for him a little bit and he's gotten a ton of reps with Windy City Bulls. But I mean, he was, he came in and just like everything was moving way too fast for him and he was getting really sped up and I don't think his hands were particularly good. And so he'd get the ball and just kind of, it would squirt away or he would fumble or whatever it is. And it just would look kind of sloppy, but he's put on some weight. I wrote about him like maybe a couple of weeks ago and we, uh, he and I had a good talk about his development and what he's been learning from the G League. I retweeted that tonight if you want to go take a look. But um, yeah, it seemed like it seemed like the game slowed down for him. And he's he's definitely stronger. He definitely like understands where to be a little bit more. Like he still obviously doesn't know the playbook. You'll see him kind of like asking where to stand a lot of times when he's walking down the other end um, or somebody will like just tell him to get out of the way and go to the other side. So he's still figuring it out on the fly. But you can't really teach that kind of energy and it clearly had an effect tonight. I don't think that's necessarily like that's going to earn him, you know, an 18 minute a night role for this team because right. he's just not like that advanced yet. But if you need energy and Javante and Derek Jones and Caruso and Lonzo are all, all injured, then he's your guy. So I do think we'll probably see at least glimpses of him in the rotation until some of those guys get back. Um, but man, this this All Star break cannot come soon enough for this Bulls team. Mm. You got it, yeah. Matt. Welcome back, Matthew. <laughs> Not just for them. I'm ready for it too. I don't know about <laughs> I, I, uh, I will, I will be enjoying not having to watch the Bulls for a week. You know, and then and then we'll come back and we'll power through in the back end season. But man, they don't they don't look like they want to play. So as Mark said earlier, when they look like they don't want to play. Why should fans want to watch? It's really, it's really frustrating. Um, all right, Will, appreciate you hopping on, buddy. Lending some insight. Make sure you're following Will to go. Will underscore Gottlieb on Twitter for all of his Bulls updates and reporting. Read all of his columns at allchshow.com. Our guy Mark K. Mark, always a pleasure, buddy. Count down the days until you get to watch this junk up close and in person. Follow Mark on Twitter at MK Hoops. Follow. Our- our guy, Big Dave at Fabulous Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Thanks, as always. And shout out to our producer and our pal, Joey Spathis. Follow that man at Joey Spathis. Oh, is that your Valentine's from your kiddo, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Dad, this, this is why I'm not mad off the games because my son, he's my Valentine. So, uh, you know, I guess the I guess the message here is if, if the Bulls are annoying you, go and get a son. They're, they're good. <laughs> Procreate people. Procreate. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yeah, yes, just took a turn. Yeah, uh, Bulls are off tomorrow, but we will have a show for you guys tomorrow afternoon. Tune into that. We'll be back in studio 
talking Bulls, talking what the heck this team does next. And then they've got a back-to-back to head into the All-Star break on Wednesday and Thursday. We will have post for those as well. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, Bulls Nation. Hit that thumbs up before you head out if you haven't already. Appreciate it if you have. Make sure you subscribe to CSGO Sports YouTube. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful start to your Valentine's Day. See Red Pete good. Peace.